Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, Geekscapers? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. This is your favorite movies, video games, comic books, TV, anything genre, anything geek, and we're living in a geek golden age, as I've said over the past couple months. Um, any of that stuff, this is where you want to be listening. Uh, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, if you're listening to us on Stitcher or iTunes or however many ways that we've put Geekscape out over the last eight and a half years, um, I've actually lost track of everywhere that our RSS feed has uh, gone, uh, and I started looking back into it because we're uh, redoing the site for... Uh, the summer we're doing a, a new version of the website and so i'm like oh where where have we populated our rss feeds and uh and i went back to make sure that they're all kind of working and um let us know how you listen to geekscape go on facebook to our uh, geekscape facebook page uh at facebook.com slash geekscape.net and like tell us like how you listen to geekscape because i kind of really want that information um i can always look at the feed and uh tell how many downloads there are but um i'm really scrambly when it comes to a lot of that stuff and we recently transitioned to SoundCloud, and they handle our feed now, so I, I sometimes don't even know what I'm looking at. So as as nerdy as this show is, as geeky as that show is, tech and RSS stuff is not one of them. I post these episodes, they go out, and magically people listen to them, and every now and then I hear back that they like them. So that's how Geekscape works. If you've been listening to us a long time, hit that five-star over on iTunes, drop us a review. That stuff really helps us out. And same thing with SoundCloud. That stuff really helps us out. It helps us float in those systems. So uh, that I do know. And um, usually I have a, uh, this is a, a weekly show if this is your first Geekscape, and uh, I always have a guest. Uh, my guest today is Roger Barr from iMockery. I don't oh, know. There. And I'll tell you how I, how I met this guy and, uh, <laughs> and why I think he's a genius um, in a minute, but I want to tell you why we don't have co-host tonight. Uh, Kenny is having uh, an issue, and Kenny is, as you guys know from listening, and the fact that he's known as Crippled Kenny, Kenny's in a wheelchair, and whenever he has... Any kind of issue, uh, he's got to hang out. Like he's got, he's got to, he's got to not do the show because, um, as he says, the uh, ad breaks here at uh, T Radio V are not fast enough for him to get to the bathroom and back. And when you're paraplegic, the bathroom stuff is like 
a life and death situation. Mm-hmm. So either we bring him, and, and Jake, you're here. Jake is our engineer here at T Radio V, uh, and it's a discussion that's worth it. Uh, is there an elaborate tube system that we could enact? Uh, like I have a implement? bunch of Gatorade bottles. You have some Gatorade bottles? Yeah, so uh, actually, I'll talk to Kenny. What I'd do you suggest think? the uh, Napper Crapper from the movie Stay Tuned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! Okay, we can do that. Yeah. Like, like I was thinking, like a fun, like an elaborate funnel tube system that, like, I don't know, maybe went out one of the windows. Like, we're 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 in Hollywood and it's kind of dirty, so like, I, I don't think anybody would be surprised if they're just walking down the street here on Santa Monica and all of a sudden like a bunch of funneled crap or piss. It like... would be an improvement over lots of the smells <laughs> you get down here. <laughs> so like, really, like, 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 I think Kenny should be down here because. Uh, you know, I think I think you can improve things. So, uh, Kenny, we miss you, and uh, you know, um, that's don't, why Kenny's don't come here. back until they give you a napper crabber, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, he'll text mm-hmm. me and be like, "Hey, man, stomach issues. I think it would be dangerous if he came." And like, all right, well, I don't want to invest in a canoe. So, like, I think that's what it would take. I mean, he would just be sitting here pissing himself. But honestly, the show's not that long. Like, And he loves going to movies and stuff. So but, what does he do then? No, no. I, th- I think it's like, no, no. First off, I don't think he goes to movies. I think he finds creative ways to find movies that are recently released. Um, that being said, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that I think that his digestive system is a big issue for him. And uh, I know this because he runs, like, a, a Let's Play on our geekscape youtube channel like he started it pretty recently if you guys go on there he plays like the telltale games and stuff um but telltales dirt... they're the ones who made the strong bad games right? yeah they make the strong bad i games. love strong bad oh my <laughs> strong goodness bad. let me tell you about strong, strong bad that's awesome. that a really good game you should all play it all day long <laughs> and so and pretty much do nothing else with your life and so so during these let's plays you'll be watching and uh and he'll be like oh guys hold on <laughs> i gotta be right back and these are on twitch and he has to go and he has to take care of business and come back so that's that's kenny's reason uh will is out because a friend of his called on will's emotional strength which i call on often uh because he had to put his dog down and will is a good guy to have when he puts his dog down and i can't deal with that sort of stuff because my wife has been posting pictures of my oldest dog rufus and she's been putting this hashtag senior dogs on it and it what? it fucking destroys me I won't allow it. Like I said, stop putting that hashtag on photos of Rufus. He's my best friend. She's like, yeah, but you have to understand he's nine years old now. He's technically a senior dog. And I was like, who's even looking for that hashtag? Are you sure these two guys just don't really hate me and they made elaborate excuses <laughs> no, to no. not be on the show? No, no. They like okay. you, Roger. Right. I like you. All right. But but I'm just putting it out there into either that the hashtag senior dogs, like who looks for that hashtag? Like, like why is my do- my wife putting it on, on our on our pictures of my old dog who I love? Why is she putting it on there other than to hurt me? People are going to look for that. I mean, you know, it's it saddens me to think that, like, Benji from Benji the Hunted is is a senior dog now. I know. Yeah. Like, I hope Benji's still around. I'll, did you ever did, see Benji yeah, the Hunted? Yeah, but, I saw that in but the when, theater when, did that movie when I was come a kid. Out? That was, like, what, like, 91, 92, dead. something like but that? It's 2000. Don't say it's that. Benji never dies. 2015. Like, like look, look at... Like he, Jake's over he there saved Googling. those little cubs and everything in the movie. Yeah, the cubs probably alive. Hmm. Bears live a long time. Dogs, man, sixteen years is like. It wasn't bears. It was uh, well, mountain lions or something. Yeah, it was like mountain yeah, lions. They're cubs. alive. Yeah. They're okay. alive. Okay, but so I looked it up. Benji the Hunted came out in nineteen eighty-seven. Benji the Hunted came out in nineteen eighty-seven. Wow. Like, like that dog yeah. is stuffed in a museum I somewhere. Seen it in the theater and it was heart wrenching. Yeah, that is terrible. hashtag hashtag no longer with us. Dogs is what that one is. <laughs> and so my wife will do this and. And I've been having these nightmares where, uh, where like our, our our French bulldog goes missing, 
I don't think I've talked about this on the show, but I have to talk about it with somebody. And like sure, Kenny sure. and Will will just make fun of me. So I'll have Roger make fun of me. So this is just like a therapy people. show for you, right? No, no, no. I'm okay. almost done. I'm almost done. Uh, this French <laughs> bulldog, I had a nightmare that our old landlady, through some technicality, had repossessed my Frenchie, whose name was Chappie. And, That's a good name for a French bulldog. And that when I went over there to bring him all his toys, which is fucking brutal, and I'm going to tear up just thinking about it. So I had this nightmare that I was like going back over to my old place to see my old landlady to bring my Frenchie all his toys in his bed to make sure he's comfortable. All right. And I went over there and I was like, you know, putting him around him and I was fucking dealing with the fact that I'm about to have to leave him forever. And I'm leaving. I was like, well, I'll see you later, Chappie. And she goes, his name is Drew. <laughs> like that was a, That's what she said in my dream. And it fucking, it was one of those things where you wake up in the cold sweat and you're like, no, 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 no. Like I woke up and I was like, holy shit, I had this nightmare that somebody had taken my dog and Nick, like named him. <laughs> and you're not sensible. Can't go from Chappie to Drew either. <laughs> Drew is, Drew, that name sucks. Mm-hmm. Like for a human, we'll allow it. For a dog, if you name your dog Drew, you're... It's like naming your dog Chet. Like, you kind of suck. Hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so now whenever he does, whenever something happens in the house, like something falls or or there's a mystery or, you know, like a little house mystery. Like, where'd you put this? Da, da, da. It's always oh, I Drew. thought you meant like Scooby-Doo mystery. No, I our mean, house isn't that big or right. haunted. I wish it was. I wish it was. I was thinking we can about. arrange it. I mean, Poltergeist comes out this weekend. Are you looking forward to that? The Poltergeist remake? No, I'm not. Now, you're a big fan of the retro ones. Yeah. And so, but that's so not to say I'm opposed to remakes. I mean, I'm sure we'll be talking about Mad but Max did, today and all. But uh, did you but... see Monster House? Uh, that was the animated the CGI one? one. Yeah, uh, that was all right. Uh, I, I I saw a little bit of. I'm not big on uh, animated films. So. so Monster House, I thought Monster House was good, and okay. th- and then I find out that not only is Ghost House doing it, like Sam Raimi's company, mm-hmm. but that's the director of Monster House. So I'm going to give this Poltergeist a shot, and I'm probably going to bring Chappie because he can. I believe he can talk to ghosts. It's just from what I've seen in the trailers, they're not introducing anything new. Like uh, yes. first off, the clown in the in the trailer. I mean, the clown is one of the scariest things of the original Poltergeist. Yeah. The new one, it doesn't look scarier. That giant tree uh, in the old oh, movie. Oh, the tree scared the shit uh, I mean, out of me. Come on, there, there's so much in that original movie that is just genuinely terrifying. And the second one, you got Reverend Kane. You know, um, you're all gonna die in there. Kane. The guy looked like a skeleton because he was just about to pass away. When and you all, see but... old people, do you sometimes? Like, sometimes I see old people and I think of Reverend Kane. I, I like a lot when he had yeah. the wispy hair. God is in his holy the, temple. Oh my God, Matt Kelly so would creepy. love to be here right now and yeah. talk about it. He's one uh, of our hosts. And and I mean, there's a whole the the curse that surrounded the oh. old poltergeist films i i haven't heard anything about that happening with this new one so that that curse that was with the old ones also made them just like there's just this you're gonna feel like crap when sam rockwell dies because hmm? <laughs> he's playing the dad but but yeah the original poltergeist Sen- so, senior rockwell suppo- senior dog supposedly yeah, supposedly for that for that post for that uh original poltergeist like they had real skeletons that they used in some of those yeah. sequences like what that how do you do that like as a as a production designer <laughs> Like when it's they like they got okay. away with all kinds of stuff back then. But as a production designer, you're sitting there going, "Okay, we need to fill this muddy pool with with skeletons." And well, I mean, I've sequ- heard about like people not even knowing they had real skeletons, like as part of you know their their sets and stuff. So it's not necessarily always the case. Wait, like the other than Poltergeist, I, yeah, other than Poltergeist, uh, I forget I forget what the movie was. But if you look it up, there was like a famous skeleton that was like that had appeared in a bunch of movies. And it was and real. It turned out to be real. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. So that's pretty great. Do you think we can get away with that? <laughs> I'm starting to think of my own production life. I'm like, hmm, what's that? I don't think we have a budget for Yeah, Jake. Jake, can we bring in corpses and do Geekscape? Uh, <laughs> I think that'd be an entirely different show. That's like Fangoria or something. Yeah. Mm. 
as if our audience doesn't already want to die. Um, so I'm going to see this new Poltergeist, and then we also have Tomorrowland. Not hearing Tomorrow, great things. Hey, well, all I got to say is there's a bathtub rocket in Tomorrowland. Hashtub, hashtag bathtub rocket. <laughs> that is the hashtag of the show right there. That's the only thing I want to see. There was a bathtub rocket in the Avengers too, by the way. Yeah. Iron Man, where he puts them in a bathtub. What happens? Iron Man, he like he puts some people oh, yeah, in a bathtub yeah, yeah. Everybody and like, in the tub. save them. When they're, uh, when they're yeah, evacuating so, that yeah, city. Yeah, it was like a bathtub rocket scene. So I think 2015 is the year of the bathtub rocket. Mm. So. So there is, I'm not like saying Tomorrowland is going to be the most amazing movie, but I'm on board to check it out because I, of Bathtub I Rocket. I probably will not see the Bathtub Rocket in Entourage, the Entourage movie. Yeah. I probably I, will not, I, I that don't, would probably be different. If, if you see the Entourage movie, you should probably not be listening to this show. <laughs> uh, uh, unfollow us on Twitter if you're already following us. I posted a joke uh, last Move night. out of the country. Uh, yeah, I, I posted a joke last night that was like, why would I see the Entourage movie? Dot, dot, dot. When I lived it, <laughs> and I think some people thought I was serious. That I, I mean, mm-hmm. that that just because the, you live in L.A. Just the idea that that movie exists gives me intense douche chills. Yeah, like the show is. I mean, have you watched any of the show? I watched. I tried watching ten minutes of it. I can't. And it 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 hurt me on it. Oh no, Jake. Okay, dude. Honestly, I have an addiction. That uh, can be it's very hard to fill. Are, are you is, are you loud enough on that? Uh, yeah, can you hear me? There you go, there you go. I have an addiction that's hard to fill, and um, that movie fills it. it what has, do you mean? It has Andrew Dice Clay in it, man. I I wish that, that Andrew, you're a skull crusher addiction. I love it. I love the Dice Man. So um, the idea that I get to go. Why don't see you go on the watch screen? the old Ford Fairlane movie watch or something? How many times can I watch it? I've seen it too many times already. You, you, it, you, Look, all you need to do is just keep watching that movie. It's better than watching an episode Skull of Entourage Crusher? or a movie of. You don't want to watch that again? Okay, I've seen it. I mean, his I, reality I, show. His reality show is very good. I like his son. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm good friends with Max. Max is a good guy. Uh, Man, we're, we've talked about Benji the Hunted, and now we're talking about Andrew Dice Clay. We're running to, the game today. Welcome to Geekscape. Today. Welcome yep. to Geekscape. Yep. Yeah, uh, his son Max. Nice okay. Guy. Andrew Dice Clay's son. Okay, well, you know what? We support his the Jake's decision. Jake, you're just gonna have to oh, tell yeah, us how everyone's free to watch what they want. But you caught me on something earlier. That and what? pro wrestling. Andrew Dice Clay and pro wrestling are kind of like my dealios. Well, there's our cultured engineer right there. Jake. <laughs> 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 um, I think uh, Tomorrowland. I'm not hearing great things, but I have to see it because it's Brad Bird. Yeah. Like Brad Bird is. Brad Bird. A, you said you're not big on animated movies, but I think he did make the best superhero movie of all time. In the Incredibles, and obviously like the Iron Giant is incredible. Mm-hmm. The Iron Giant's on a different uh, level. You know, uh, Poltergeist is something I will see after it's out of theaters. Probably, it's mm-hmm. one of those things. And I love horror. I mean, I'm all about Halloween and all that stuff. But this movie just it just doesn't interest me. I'm I'm more interested in in I, uh, there's a lot of like good horror flicks out there. Yes, but that's just I'd rather see something new. Uh, Have you seen it? It, it follows. Uh, everyone has been telling me to check that totally. out. I, I need to see that. Uh, I actually just saw uh, As Above, uh, So Below. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's it like came the out last year. One yeah, I just the... caught it on, on on video, and I was surprised. It was actually really entertaining. Were there have in the Catacombs of Paris? In the Catacombs of Paris, but yeah, it's 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 an original movie. It was uh, well done for a found footage movie and all, and I was surprised because all I heard was bad things about it. But and you watched that it. on Netflix? Uh, is it on Netflix? Because I'll watch yeah, that. Yeah, it was on Netflix or on demand for free. I I, I forget, uh, but yeah, it's probably on there now or coming soon. My wife will do these things where like, you know, there's movies that we want to see, and but we don't want to see them to the point of like going, you know, it's a it's a thing going to the theater. Mm-hmm. So you reserve it for movies like Mad Max, which yeah. we'll talk about. But um, that was one of the movies where it's like, do we want to see that? And it's really on that teetering edge mm. of lazy Sunday matinee or just wait for Netflix. And that yeah. one, the Netflix one on that one. 
Um, well, with your recommendation, I'm going to watch it though. I can I can tell you if you've ever seen uh, the Descent, have yeah. you seen that yeah. one? The Neil, it, it's it's yeah. kind of like that, but in Paris with a lot of more supernatural stuff going on. It's it's great. I, the I claustrophobia it. stuff is like uh, the setting tough. for it is what really sells the movie. I mean, they did actually go into the catacombs to film a lot of it. Really? And, uh, so I like that. So yeah, that is yeah. cool. Yeah, because it's a Neil Marshall movie, The Descent. Uh, he directed the British dude, and yeah, he, he's directed I'm Game not, of Thrones I'm not and stuff like sure. that. But, yeah, I, I thought that movie was really good. He did Dog Soldiers. Yeah, I never saw the sequel uh, to The Descent, but I assume... What's that? Uh, the, the Ascent? Descent. The Descent, there was, I think, The, the uh, I Descent 2. <laughs> uh, why don't you call it The Ascent? Like, it's like... The... Well, she did get out at the end, spoiler. Oh, you uh, son I, of a... Why did I do that? Yeah. But, but well, not, they, but... there's a whole group, so I'm not yeah. saying who no, got out. No, yeah, Someone gets out. Of course there yeah. is, because they got to lead up to a sequel. Do a, we should yeah. do a Pac-Man movie that's based on that. <laughs> like, By the way, I forgot to mention, because we, we got all way off uh on another tangent we're not on a lot of tangents yeah i guess not uh but the the intro music for your show it made me want sunny d oh you just did did. it just (laughs) it just it was that kind of music that like you know you would hear in the background of a sunny d commercial we had an engineer at t radio v that stopped being our engineer because he hated that song Uh, no do not ever change that song we haven't changed that song in eight years like like there were literally t radio v engineers were like man can't take that stupid song when it goes wah 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 wah, and uh, and I could tell because our coming back from like commercials and stuff was like really abrupt, and I was like, dude, are they even listening? And it turned out they weren't. Hmm. It turned out they had no idea what was going through the audio because they hated that song. Um, <laughs> I love it though, and, and our friends in Punchline did a really good job putting it together, so I'm happy with it. Uh, let's talk about the big movie this weekend, Pitch Perfect Two. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was about to look for something to throw at you. Okay. <laughs> um, Pitch Perfect 2, I saw it months ago for, for work, and, and I enjoy it, but I didn't see look, the first I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I like Elizabeth Banks. Uh, she's, she's awesome. She's very talented. Um, I'm glad her movie's doing well for her. Uh, you know, I hope she can get into more interesting movies But to it's me, not but a Geekscape film. No, uh, certainly not. And, uh, you know, there's uh, the first one, uh, I mean, um, you probably heard about like you know yeah. they, they kind of like fat shame uh, uh the girl in it the uh, fat amy fat amy yeah the fat shamer kind i've heard of, people I, saying that that's like the funniest part of this one and i'm like but her name is still fat amy like are right. we all okay it's, with that yeah that i mean is every character named after their weight or body type i heard uh, that so, here at t radio v some people refer to jake as cracker jake i have heard that though like Honky Jake, Cracker Jake? Uh, no. Okay, okay, my email is crackerjake at yahoo.com. Get out of here with it's that. It's like Cracker Jack. I wait, like wait, it. are you, seri- are you yeah. serious? Yes, it is actually my email address. <laughs> um, if we open you up, is there a surprise inside? Uh, it, if you open up the backside. Um, oh, Jesus. Then maybe. Cracker right, Jake? Cracker, cracker Jake. Um, yeah, but here, no, they call me a terrible name in some of these shows. My name is... Is Sling Blade. <laughs> they call him Sling Blade here at T Radio. All right, then I tell you what, I put Jake, some biscuits Jake, and mustard you on you. Uh, here, well, you Los grew up Angeles. here in L.A. Like, I like, like me if, them biscuits. If you'd have grown up in like Mississippi or something like that, you, you like I would have called. Right, I would have called you Sling Blade. And I'm only partially racist. Honestly, dude, I've never even seen the movie, but somehow it what? seems like it's supposed to be like it, it's offensive, right? It, I'm offended to... that you haven't seen the movie. Dude, Sling Blade's a good movie, but he totally plays a guy with mental disabilities. I know, so like it's offensive, and I, I don't. I don't <laughs> it's think not I'm offensive supposed... that it's it's not offensive to play someone with mental no, disabilities. No, 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 no. The, that no, fact no, that they're calling check, him like, that. They're, but my nickname on some of these shows that I think are. These are T-rated shows, right? Like, um, you think some of these shows are racist? I, I think there are some shows okay. on the station that have a racist. 
tinge to them. Yes. Okay. As long as this one isn't one, because I didn't sign up for this that. This one's racist as hell. Oh, damn. Yeah, I, I know. But against I a very read, small I gotta percentage. I got to read the fine print before I do these We're racist against what? Jocks, I guess? No, I mean, I even slip into that sometimes. So... Hmm. No, well, you're kind you of can, racist you can, you can against be a, like um, singing movies. I guess Pitch Perfect Two would be one of them. Yeah, that's not racist, but it's classist, classist. in some way. You know? We don't talk about that because this is Geekscape. Uh, let's talk about Fury Road because that's really what we're supposed to be oh, talking about. Yes. Um, we've been waiting for this movie, and, and just now I'm learning uh, and reading about it online because I'm obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. That uh, this movie started production immediately after Thunderdome. Like they started yeah. deve- like he started having ideas and developing this movie after Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. And Fourteen was, years after Thunderdome. Yeah. Well, like it was 2001 is when they started, like um, when they really thought they were going to originally film. Sure. It. In 2001, yeah. they thought they were originally going to film it, but in but immediately after Thunderdome, he started putting together these images. Mm-hmm. And is it true that there wasn't a script to this film? It was just storyboards, et cetera. Yeah, there is. It was a total storyboard-driven film. That's like what he no was saying. Sc- like no script. I don't I'm know sure about no. Eventually there there, there has script, to be some right. script. Yeah, but he said it was all done in storyboard form. He, it was I think phenomenal. He said, he said, I forget how many artists he said he he hired for. I feel like it was like something like 50 different artists or something to work on the storyboards with and him. And George Miller did this movie over eight months, mm-hmm. tons of practical effects. I read about the stunt guy. That's, that's the most refreshing thing about this movie. It's it's stuntmen, it's practical effects. They hired like circus performers, Cirque du Soleil, uh, athletes, it's uh, crazy. Olympians. It's just, it's amazing. It's an incredible film. Just, this movie feels like just um, insanity. It What I love about it is, is it destroys every other modern action film. It, it right. makes Fast and the Furious look like Herbie the Love Bug, essentially. <laughs> that's, that's what it's doing. I like that quote. Yeah. That's a Roger Bar quote. That is a Roger Bar quote. That there is really go. funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the redundancies in the Fast movies become difficult to uh, be satisfied with after a while. Right. The We're, whole defying physics all the time, all that stuff. Mad Max keeps stuff real, and it's just, it's just, it's relentless. I have not left a movie yeah. in in a long. I can't even remember the last time I left a movie where I felt exhausted after just watching. Well, not for it. good reasons. Yeah. I mean, this I've, this I've left one. Plenty where I felt exhausted. For yeah, yeah. Like, why did I go see it? But right. no, this one was just like you felt like. I mean, I realized like by the end of the movie, my my fingers had been digging into the palms of my hands because I was making fists like so much. Like, oh, this is awesome! It was incredible. Yeah, did it you watch great. it in 3D? No, I'm not big on uh, the the three stuff. And he didn't shoot it in 3D, from what I right. heard. And I never, especially when they when they change it to a uh, 3D afterwards. Uh, I watched a digital projection, mm-hmm. which worked against me because in the last act, that last sequence, which is awesome, there were hiccups in the digital file, and it was it was freezing on some frames here oh, and there. Oh, that sucks. You know, it did it, it it killed the momentum. Mm-hmm. It kept me from what you just said. It kept me from doing the white knuckling at the end of the movie because gotcha. I was freaking out. Um, I love the movie. I got to go see it again. I'm probably going to go oh, see yeah. it again in two days. But I'm going to go for the 3D because um, I think that some of the uprising on the 3D actually, like like some of these movies that have uprised 3D, I've been really satisfied with. And mm-hmm. um, I thought the uprising on Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park, I thought that was incre- incredible. I guess I just never feel like uh, I need to actually wear extra gear to see but when movie, like the chains you know? when like the chains and all that crazy stuff is flying I know. at you uh, in the see, sequence see i like 3d when it was like such a corny novelty like sure. friday 13th part three Freddy, 3D, the guy's the, eye the, shoots oh, right I, out i, I love seeing that the freddy freddy's dead when you saw oh, that yeah. one or freddy which one which yeah, was freddy's it? dead yeah the final i remember nightmare. i remember so seeing cold. that in the in the theater when he dies at the end and those little demons fly out of his head yeah. and like fly towards you and they and they like flirt you know, yeah. with you, they're like... Yeah. <laughs> they're like demon sperm, essentially. They're just like yeah. floating around in midair the, the with Freddy heads. I remember being in the theater, and that's, that's this thing with the original 3D. Like, it was a little more gratuitous, or I, I guess a little more... Um, 
uh, you know, exploitative with the whole we're gonna hang out in front of your face for a while because like those little Freddy monsters yeah. flew out. And it goes back to like the Night of the Creature. I remember seeing like the Night of the Creature, that creature from Black Lagoon movie, and mm-hmm. a 3D showing, and they used every chance they had to have a harpoon go towards the yeah. screen. It was like, we're just going to use this harpoon gun. See, that stuff is harpoon great. The but screen. the other thing is the glasses back then, I mean, they're just little yeah. pieces of paper, essentially. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you have to wear something that like leaves an indent on your face by, the, by like the time. It like Cyclops from the X-Men. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So, like I mean, pretty soon we'll be wearing virtual reality headsets at, at the theaters. I mean, it's, it's getting um, a little too much. Okay, so, so, so I get a little like futurist when I start thinking about 3D glasses, but I think 3D glasses are... I, I, they're definitely now. They're definitely the technology now, and this whole 4D thing and all that stuff that you see in theaters. Um, I think that 3D glasses. When I think about 3D glasses, I think about the ability for them to put lenses on our face, in front of our faces, which is ultimately what it's going to be. And like, mm-hmm. I see ourselves in the next five, ten years as you and I going to a movie theater. We put lenses on our faces in the three glasses, and we actually end up having fairly different experiences in the theater based on the way that our glasses are communicating with our phones hmm. so a lot of the movie is like i have this this idea that if let's say there's a scene in your movie where there's billboards in the background let's say it's a chase down a street mm-hmm. on those billboards will be a lot of the products that i buy in the version of the movie that i see because of those lenses but in the version you see a lot of those this isn't bill- what you want to happen it's what's you gonna just happen think it's it's what's oh, this gonna is, happen oh okay. this is gonna happen okay all right I, i'm gonna end up as a filmmaker shooting a sequence down 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 the street uh, down like a, like a like a street sequence, but instead of the studio is going to come to me and be like, "Hey, listen, we're going to green screen wrap those 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 billboards, those billboards mm-hmm. instead of just selling them outright from the beginning as a sponsorship for the film, Great. because I'm going to end up seeing a Reebok ad, you're going to end up seeing a Nike ad." based on what we purchased on our phone from our Amazon thing. And so like, the point is, go see uh, Mad Max now before all this crap happens. Well, I, yeah. Oh, a, the, the point is, this crap is all inevitable. Like, this is what's going to yeah. happen. We're going to have pinpointed marketing product placement in all of our films. And those lenses that are centimeters from our from our eyes already are going to be the distribution model for it. And the phones that we're told to only silence, not turn off. Now they're only saying silence your phone, mm-hmm. not turn off your phone. Yeah. Those things are going to be communicating with our lenses to say hey listen you bought your tickets for this movie so you're only going to get the pre so you're only going to get the previews based mm-hmm. on what you've already been buying the tickets you've already purchased your ter- purchase history and you in like you know seen in a bookstore all the books are going to be the books on your recommended list from amazon like etc 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 you know what i'm I mean? just going to go to indie theaters in the future and never go to a big theater yeah then. i mean basically yeah. the, the the big theaters the only way to compete with the netflix is, is to also give those pinpointed those pin, those pinpointed suggestions in mm-hmm. a similar way uh, I mean, yeah, but, but but when those lenses are on our face driving home, when those lenses are our windshields, and we're driving home, and it, it you know, and, it, and like now the billboards are saying, "Hey, Carl's Jr. up, you know, ahead yeah. two miles." When yours says McDonald's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like those are gonna be our windshields. I get like that, and and this isn't anything new. I think this has been in every sci-fi movie, but but it's never been more apparent than when we're watching these three D movies now. And well, fortunately, it, there were, I don't remember any ads in uh, in uh, Mad Max uh, for uh, water. Yes, yeah. there were ads for water, <laughs> yeah. gasoline, and wives. Yeah, and oh, mother's milk, which is so delicious. <laughs> it's true. It's uh, true. Um, especially in a post-apocalyptic uh, world. How did this movie happen? That's How the hell the did this movie yeah, happen? Uh, I'm I'm stunned by it. Uh, just just the amount of stunt work that they that they got away with doing instead, and they built 150 cars, more than 150, and they destroyed almost 
more than half of them, they said. That's uh, insane. For this movie. That's that's crazy. You said 150 cars. Uh, over 150 cars, all customized that they that they built and made into crazy contraptions. You know, just like all the Mad Max films. What about and, the Citadel? Like the actual mm-hmm. that giant the place where the movie starts. All I know is that they shot it in the I think it was the Namibian desert. I okay. believe. I, yeah, uh, that's where they they shot it, uh, and uh, I, I think because. Uh, I think they were originally shooting it in Australia, but there was some problems with the weather or something, so wow. they moved it there. This, um, guys, this movie is an accomplishment. I think Australia recently had spiders raining from the sky or something <laughs> like that, so that, that'll that'll probably work for the sequel. You know uh, what, Kenny? They mm-hmm. still show up to host the podcast in mm-hmm. Australia when there are spiders raining from That's the sky right. bringing death. Yeah. Um, I, I, I read... Okay, there's a couple things online that this movie's creating. The first thing is uh, everybody's into researching it, including myself, about mm-hmm. the making of this movie. Is it true Jeremy Renner was thinking about – they were thinking about Jeremy Renner as Max? Had you heard that one? I had not heard that, but uh, Tom Hardy I thought was a perfect it's perfect. for it. Yeah. He was fantastic. Yeah. And, and, my, and my Charlize wife, amazing as well. Oh, my God. She's great. The kid yeah. from um, the romantic zombie movie, Beast, yeah. is yeah. awesome. He was amazing. Really, really um, good. My wife was... What's was, his name again? I, I forget I that know, kid's name. I uh, know. Yeah, but he's great. Uh, yeah. but, but my wife is a little bit more critical because she's older than me, and she definitely went to see these movies in the theater, and she was a big Mad Max fan. And so she remembered things that I didn't remember, and uh, and she gave Tom Hardy definitely the stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple things that, that I as I'm reading an article, the idea of... I'm doing this research, and I'm thinking, man, I'm obsessed with this movie. It's really impressive. Reboot? Or sequel, or both. Uh, I th- I thought uh, George Miller. Uh, he, I thought he said that uh, this was more of like just a continuation of the story. It's right. not. It's not really a reboot. It's because the whole Mad Max thing is. It's. I mean, yeah, the first movie is more like directly about him, but yes. after that, it's him just like going into other people's stories. Like right. He's passing through, and this is another one of those films. The second one had the little wild child, and he's the storyteller, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it starts out with the wild child as like an older person, right. and he tells the story of Mad Max. And so yeah. he's already kind of like this legend. He's almost like a like a like a post apocalyptic tall tale, mm-hmm. right? And so this movie can play loose with those rules because, yeah. you know that that the what what is that a charger? Like what kind of car is that that he's driving in the movie? Like he's yeah. like it's my car. Like I'm not a car guy. Like but... that one is an updated version of the one that he had in Thunderdome, but it's not exact. Mm-hmm. And the jacket is close. Yeah, but yeah, I'd say. so there are things that are that that lend themselves to the idea that this is a sequel. Yeah, but they, I mean, they even use the same that... actor from the original movie mm-hmm. uh, as the main bad guy in this one, yeah. which is great. I love that they're still like bringing him back, and he was fantastic as well. And I didn't read a lot of them, but uh, but there's supposedly Easter eggs for Mad Max fans throughout oh, the sure. movie. There, the amount of uh, I mean, costume work and right. all in this movie is uh, they they had so many extras in this film. I, I want to watch it again just to just pay attention to all the little details. This mm-hmm. is a movie you're gonna like want to you know freeze frame a lot. How do um, we earn this movie? But uh, I'm just happy it exists. I really am. <laughs> I, I was. This is a movie I, I was really hoping was gonna be movie of the year, and right. I honestly believe it is. Like maybe Star Wars will turn out to be amazing, but I'm not getting my hopes up for that. And I just don't think there's anything as original as Mad Max out mm-hmm. there right now. And they just really took it to another level as far as action movies. This is the one that you're gonna. It's it's gonna be really hard to eclipse for a while. Plus. They had another character that we have yet to mention, uh, who's I, I you you'll probably remember this. Like in the movie, anytime he popped up, we would all like my friends and I would turn to each other and just start laughing and smiling. Coma Doof Warrior. 
He's the guy who's in the red pajama oh, pants the, playing the guitar. Yeah. Oh, the cock rocker yeah. is fucking yeah. awesome. His name is Coma Doof Warrior, and, and his vehicle, <laughs> the Doof Wagon. I love that just alone, just based on the names alone. So Geekscape is there's no post credits on this movie, mm-hmm. but there are amazing character names if you guys yes. hang out during the titles. The yeah. character names made me think of uh, a former Character Geek- and vehicle names, all fantastic. The former yeah. Geekscape guest, Travis Beecham, who wrote Pacific Rim, I th- immediately thought of him because... I was like, your move, Travis, because, you know, in Pacific Rim, they had like all those ridiculous names for all their characters, like yeah. something Pentecost and da, da, like all these. Of course. He had like very colorful names in yeah, Pacific it's... Rim. And I think Pacific Rim is a is a pretty impressive movie as well. But, but, but the, the other good the thing. The ball is... is now in George Miller took the title back. Exactly. On this he, one. He did. And this is a guy who's in his 70s making a movie that kicks everything's and ass he made right now. Babe. Yeah. He made Babe and yep. Happy Feet. Yep, he did. Which is... But he also made Mad Max, the original one. So. I love that as a storyteller. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, but Coma Duforia, I also have to say, they let him train for six weeks on, on this, like, harness, you yeah. know, with, you know, these rubber bands essentially yeah. just flinging around. So even that was not, like, uh, CGI or anything. It's him really bouncing around, playing guitar with a flamethrower built into it. And the guitar has a bass guitar and a regular guitar built into it's it. It's a double neck? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and incredible. and I and it has a flamethrower, so it's triple neck if you think about <laughs> it. Uh, plus, uh, if you look at like uh, he's blind, I found yeah, out. Like yeah. I, I've done way too wait, much wait, research. The, the actual guitarist is blind. No, the character. Yeah, the character is blind. had he, that thing on his face. He's got like yeah. uh, it's like a leather mask that's like kind of tied up and yeah. then wrapped around his face. I saw that. And I saw a close-up picture of him. He, he's even wearing a pair of Converse Chucks. Uh, for shoes and the logo's ripped off, or at least one of his feet has them, and the other I think is a boot. So That's I just love awesome. everything. Komodo Warrior. There's your ha- another hashtag. Komodo Warrior. Uh, there were a couple. The, there were a couple characters in the movie that I was like, okay, if, if that may, if they make a, a figure of that, I want it. If they yeah. make an action oh, figure God. of that, I want that. This all. I mean, have you seen the reaction figures that have come out in the past year? Like yeah. you know, they made Big Trouble in Little yes, China yes, figures, yes, all yes. that kind. Of, that brand. I mean, they could totally do that with this. I don't Mad know Max if I line. like that brand. I know the reaction guys. I, I well, I don't know the guys, but I okay. know, but I know that line. Some of it, they're hit or miss for me. Totally like, hit or miss. Like uh, some of the Goonies figures did not look like the Goonies no. at all, but no. some of them look great. So it's it's hit or miss. But they did do a really good job with the Big Trouble in Little China ones. And Funko Pop could easily do you know a whole awesome. line. Uh, but I, th- I think Funko, I, you got to avoid those figures though, just because uh, I mean I love the pop yeah. figures, but they're like dangerously addictive because they're so That's damn adorable. The, the last like, one I got was the Iron Giant. Okay, yeah. Because if you, I could see that being like you know just going down a path where like you have you have to move because you have too many of those. For, figures. for these ones though, for the level of detail and the costuming and the cars and, and the, the amount of characters like in that, the movie, I I want to go McFarlane on this stuff. I know. Well, what's the problem with McFarlane? I, I don't know. I, McFarlane, I think, is, has seen his best days, like back in Perhaps. the day. Perhaps yeah. that may be an argument. Mm-hmm. But uh, but who does those kind of toys now? The hyper detailed could be a statue, could be a toy. Like well, what, what are the lines now that do it? I, I mean, I honestly, I like a lot of the independent. Uh, I mean, there's the so many independent uh, toy guys uh, like Retroband. Uh-huh. Uh, he he actually makes some incredible uh, toys. Uh, you know, they're you know pr- produced by these individual artists, but. If you want detail, uh, that's the way to go. But I guess I'm thinking because of the scale of this movie, like how many yeah. characters there are. You want to have like the, an army of them, like almost like yeah. muscles. Remember the, muscles? The, oh, muscles. Yeah, you almost like want Millions them. of unusual small creatures lurking everywhere. That's why you're on muscle. Geekscape. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's been too long for you to be on oh, Geekscape, know, Roger. <laughs> um, but uh, Star Wars, the original toy line, mm-hmm. that that is like the ultimate toy. They marketed yeah. that so well. They 
any character in the movie, even if they were in it for a split second, pretty much had a toy. Yeah, and that whole cantina. That's what I would love to see happen with Mad Max. That whole cantina had a had a toy line. Every, yeah. Everybody had a toy line, and it, it, the the I guess it was true that when uh, when they were going to make Spaceballs, the deal that he made was like, yeah, you guys can go ahead and make Spaceballs, but you can't make toys of any of these characters. Mm. Like that was the deal. That uh, right. that they that um, that they made for, to allow him to make the, a giant parody movie of Star Wars legally, um, pretty interesting story. And now we'll see like with the onslaught of uh, Episode Seven stuff coming out. I we'll, hope they make another Spaceballs uh, after after these ones. We uh, talked about in, it last. Yeah, we talked about it like two because Tim Russ, who plays the guy who says we ain't found shit, mm-hmm. he ended up being on on Star Trek Voyager. Tim Russ, the actor, was in here two weeks ago, and he was like. I was like, if you got the call for Spaceballs 2, we've actually found shit, would you show up? And he's like, yep, in a heartbeat. As, as long as uh, it brings back Rick Moranis into the world of film, I'm I'm all for it. Did, did his, and Rick said he would do it, apparently. And did so. his, did, what are you shaking I, your head? I, no, I know he's like retired but, from, but from acting. But did his wife get like sick or something he, like that? He's not coming back, man. He's done. Rick Moranis? He's done. I want Rick Moranis they, to come They back. interviewed him not too long ago about it, and he said, like, if Mel would do it, he yeah. would apparently. That's Mel what I Brooks heard. Mel Brooks is so. back. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm back. He, yeah. dude, dude, Mel Brooks is a genius. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. like, yeah. put it all out there. They're making a new Ghostbusters that we kind of know. I don't know if we asked for it or not, but yeah. we're getting it. We're well, getting a Men in Black. I heard Mad Max is, is going to have a sequel. Uh, I don't know if it's like official I'm yet. The prequels. Uh, the rumor I just read online is that they're doing two Mad Max movies that are prequels to this one, and I'm like, oh, I didn't whatever. hear that. Ever. I, I heard that. I mean, he had already written like two mm-hmm. other stories, and the next one, uh, the title will be Mad Max: The Wasteland. That's what I've heard. You know what? So, whatever. If you guys yeah. want to cross the yeah. salt, we'll cross the these salt. These aren't with these you. aren't like the most deep stories anyway, so no. I, I'm not going to worry about the the continuation of uh, it all. Uh, they're they're not, but but like the Star Wars movies, like when they become more complicated, like he tried to do with the uh, with the prequels, like the, it loses so much of the mysticism of mm-hmm. it and so much of storytelling for me uh, as I as I tell it as I as I teach storytelling as a professor, mm-hmm. so much of it to me is that dance between. Um, emoting and evoking and where you just kind of want to meet your audience as close to halfway as you can where you don't want to hit them over the head with stuff which is like what the prequels did in yeah. a very unsatisfying manner and the midichlorians is a great example of that just literally literalizing right. everything yeah it's and, like when when you destroy the myth of something uh, it's like when rob zombie rebooted halloween it's yeah. like he he felt the need to explain the all these origins of michael myers yeah. rather than what made michael myers so great was that he was just pure evil and that's just it he just existed rather than he was this kid who you know like used to torture animals and the, the and, details have all right, fallen it's like into you don't need all that that stuff the de- I, let the details fall into mystery let the details be right. something that the audience uh that the audience kind of puts uh, kind of attributes to the story and have yeah. them be a part of the story because because that's what it is it's like if you if you don't do it enough then you end up with like solaris you know what i mean remember solaris the, mm-hmm. the Clooney remake of the french movie with yeah see i never saw the the the, the original, the original yeah, ad, but i actually one. like solis uh but i'm also but it really a fan just of, leaves uh, you you know what i mean like it just oh, it does. Le- it's like yeah you, there, you it, figure it's, it out. it's flawed for sure it's but like you figure it out audience yeah, but and i you, thought it was beautifully shot uh, i like the movie natasha think, was great in it as well uh so I, yeah i think a and I love Stoderberg, but mm-hmm. but that was that, that is one of the least accessible movies that oh, they've done. Yeah, that is definitely. And I think not... like like a perfect marriage is a movie like the 
as Fury Road or the original Star Wars trilogy, where it's like, you know what, we're going to tell you a lot, but we're going to allow you to bring a lot, like find a lot in it. Yeah, because it's not a dialogue-driven movie. It's a car-driven movie. And I don't, and I don't think the first Star Wars was either. Even though we remember a lot of lines, we remember the iconic ones. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's it was not exposition heavy. But then when you get to that, there's midi- even less dialogue in Mad Max. When though. you get to those midichlorian scenes and Frank and the prequels in the beginning, it's just like, yeah. dude. Stop telling me this stuff and start showing it. I right. gotta find myself in this. Um, if you guys, if you uh, have not been convinced yet, with uh, Roger and I uh, telling you to go see it, we will pay you to go see Mad Max. Well, no, uh, uh, <laughs> what you got, Jake? I think that like the one of the biggest draws of the movie you guys haven't even talked about yet, and that is the women. Sh- yeah, Charlize Theron. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, she, she's a, she's I, I said awesome. Furiosa. She's like pretty much the she's greatest incredible. thing in the movie, and she is really. The hero of the movie. And I got out of there, and I just wanted milk. Yeah. I wanted so much milk when I got out of that milk movie. Milk is delicious. The milk was delicious. I was like, give me some cookies and give me some milk. Uh, okay. On the CGI thing, the only thing that really struck out as CGI to me, and I saw it in 3D, so yeah. Storm. I actually got to see it. Well, no, I think that that was... Um, I think there was like some CGI used there to like remove like right. the wind machines and stuff. So without spoiling, mm. what do you think? Oh, without, without too much spoiling. Without too much spoiling, there's one shot when like the guitar um, at the end goes towards of, the that's screen. That's got to be. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. I was like, that's got to be for the that's 3D. That's the only yeah. time yeah. that it really comes across. Now, that's, I, that made me want to see 3D because I was like, <laughs> oh, you threw a bone to us. Now I got to see the trailer for Jurassic World in 3D yeah. beforehand. Yeah. And that is full of gimmicks. That is yeah. that is just full of everything coming right at you and and well they're not using nearly as many I mean they built so many practical effects uh, for the for original Jurassic Park oh, Jurassic, uh, yeah. yeah and this one I don't think they're doing a lot they of they built at all. a damn dinosaur for the original Jurassic yeah. Park I yeah. um so. Jurassic Park I'm, I I definitely got to go see it I'm the host of Geekscape I think everyone will go see it definitely probably. go see it yeah. but obviously the worry on that one is um like I, Spielberg did such an amazing job right. acting. With his camera on that first one, like he was literally observing live, unpredictable animals. So mm-hmm. the camera is always a little half step behind the animal, behind the dinosaurs. When you watch, yeah. when you watch like like the, the, those those running ones in the field, like they turn and then the camera reacts. Like the camera always felt reactionary, but then when you watch a CGI movie recently, it just always feels like everything is being married together. Like the camera knows that the unpredictability of it, it just kind of kills the drama. Well, that and, of course, you know, actors having to act with something that's not even there, you know. It, sure. There's, there's, you know, that tangible thing that they're losing. Uh, I, I think that yeah. first Jurassic Park, like I said, when I already saw it when it got up-res to 3D, and I thought that movie is perfect. Mm-hmm. I love that original Jurassic Park. Um, 2015 kicks ass. And I thought 2014 kicked ass, but because I loved Guardians of the Galaxy, I love that stuff. But to put it in perspective, like my favorite movie last year easily was Boyhood, and this mm-hmm. year I've got this Mad Max movie, and then the other one is totally up Geekscape's alley as well is Ex Machina. Did you see that movie? I did see Ex Machina. I, I love actually, that movie. I liked it a lot. Really, really good independent film. Those uh, are my one twos right now. Yeah, really well shot. Uh, the story's cool. I, I liked it a lot. Actually. Right now, yeah. Geekscape is like those are the one twos. Mm-hmm. We will see what else. Get thrown at us. Um, I heard it follows is awesome. It follows. I need to see still. Uh, there's a there's a movie called Turbo Kid that yes. I'm dying to see. Yes, uh, it played Sundance and South by yeah. Southwest, and yeah. I gotta see Turbo it, Kid. It, it, it got picked up. Uh, I, I don't know when the actual release is. I'm hoping it's this year because I'm dying to see it. Uh, it's it's uh, it it's like the new hobo with a shotgun or something yeah. uh, essentially. And it's uh, it's it another one wonderful. of those damn movies they shot yeah. in Canada with a yep. Canadian film credit. Yeah. I'm always. Uh, I got you know what I got to do. I got to call up Tyson Brewer, who's our original Geekscape. As you guys remember, Tyson Brewer in the early days of Geekscape, the podcast before Geekscape, Geek Drum, 
we ran a charity for Tyson because he was like an 18 year old kid with cancer and he was like Geekscape, Geek Drone, I need your help. And we kind of banded together and got him a bunch of stuff off his Amazon wish list, but it was weird because he got stuff from like he got like DVD copies of like the Hills and stuff. And we were like, <laughs> wait a minute. Um, but Tyson and I have become good friends. He's Canadian. I kind of want to be like, hey, can, hey Tyson, if we put you on the film as a producer can we get that canadian tax credit because because mm. because canada's kicking ass i mean they've got that movie yeah. they've got yeah the, the turbo kid they've got hobo is a shotgun mm-hmm. i know i'm forgetting like three more canadian produced and shot films that are in that kind of uh a retro like grindhouse style throwback and i'm in awe that that these people are are using the Canadian tax credit to do those things. The U.S. is the only country that doesn't have a co-production or a tax credit system for the arts, but we'd like to buy bombs. Well, I also think we're, uh, just like Turbo Kid, we're also, I think this year is when Kung Fury is going to yeah. come out as well. And, and I love that. That's another movie. That, that music that, video was awesome. Yeah, the Hasselhoff one. Oh, perfect. So Kung Fury, yeah. we got to see when Kung Fury comes yeah. out. So those two movies are definitely high on my list, but I, I think just in terms of spectacle, mm-hmm. it's going to be impossible to top what Mad Max did. Uh, yeah. Do you, oh, you turned on the mic. Yeah, I did. Okay, there's still a lot of badass stuff coming out this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Hateful Eight, which I'm super, Hateful yeah, Eight. super yeah. fucking uh, Bruce, Bruce Dern is in the Hateful Eight, yeah. uh, and uh, Kurt Russell. I mean, you that, can't count those two alone being in, in a movie together, that that alone, I'm so I know it's kind of on, uh, on the geeky side. Pixels looks really good to me. I'll watch Pixels. Uh, I, I, think it looks like uh, I know. I'm I know. too much of a video game, Ryan. Uh, I Pixels. hate Adam Sandler now. I used to love oh, him, so God, I'm, I'm a little bit scared. Adam Sandler, what about Kevin James? <laughs> okay, yeah. He, he's the luckiest man in the world that... Um, Chris Farley died? Chris Farley died, yeah. I know. That's 100%. like the worst thing to say, but like... Everyone's thinking. Because that's mm-hmm. what he gets. That's the roles he gets. Um, but I'm really not looking forward to is San Andreas. Like, uh, Guys, I will see San Andreas. No way, dude. Guys, you know what? Hey, I will. I, Roland Emmerich like, can't make all of them, okay? Like, like True. any, like any disaster movie, I'll like see it and laugh at it, but not in the theater. I'll, I'll just see it when it's like free on TV or well, something like that. If you're not gonna see that movie in the theater, you're abusing your rights as yeah, a red-blooded yeah, American yeah. male. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, other one though, y'all still, still have Mission Impossible Five. I'll see Mission yeah, Impossible which, Five, yeah. which should be pretty bad. Because I love yeah. Jack Reacher. I thought that was great. Yeah, oh, I, I, I do wish they they hadn't already spoiled the whole. Oh, he's on the side of the plane stunt, like. Because it's it's like in uh, like the Dark Knight Rises, for example, like yeah. when they caved in that football field, we all saw that way in advance, yeah. and there was just like when you see it in the theater, you already knew it was coming. Except and they didn't actually cave in a football field. Tom Cruise actually did latch himself to the that's side of right. that fucking exactly. plane. That's right, exactly. But I'm just saying that that moment would have had such a bigger right. impact if you had seen it first in on real screen time, rather than trailers. As a long trailers take. are just showing too much of the damn. I'm good sick stuff. of the trailers. Yeah. I'm sick of yeah, them. Yeah, I try to avoid them as much. I as I saw a can. trailer that really pissed me off uh, in front of um, Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Um, that one spoils see, everything. Uh, no, did you guys see um, Vacation? Oh, you don't like the Vacation trailer? I thought it was funny. It, it pisses me off that they even made it. Like, um, yeah. Hey, man. I mean, hey, hey, Slingblade. Hey, listen, man. Yeah. It can't all stay in the '80s, all right? Yeah. I, they just bring out that movie. I mean, honestly, I would rather have them just put like five million dollars into an advertising campaign and just right. bring the original out into the theater. If you guys can see Jake right now, though, like Jake always has like this um, Footloose bandana on, mm-hmm. so like. We get to, you know what? We're not. Gonna, we're gonna call you Footloose. Jake, do you need a hero? I'll go with Footloose. Okay, and lastly, there's still another um, James Bond movie. There's another out. James Bond movie, but those are for insecure males, so I'm not a big fan. Uh, and, and ladies, ladies love to finger themselves <laughs> to it. You know, <laughs> I think men like to be like, "See, I'm Macho. I went to see a movie. It's the exact same damn oh, movie over and over again." It's like, 
Oh, I got shaken, not stirred. It's like, yeah, okay, insecure male. No, um, they, they're not really doing that that much these days. They're Mad Libs. Think. Uh, I, I think Bond I, movies I've are never, Mad Libs. I've, you know, since ever since uh, Sean Connery was out of the picture, uh, you know, I lost you interest. Into it? I, I love Sean Connery. Yeah, of course. He was Wait, great. actually, two more. Uh, the good Jesus di- Christ. The good Jake. dinosaur. The good dinosaur. Yeah, that's the new Disney movie. Um, uh, yeah, and then Inside good. Out. And Inside Out. Yeah, both of those look awesome. I'll watch. I, I I'll watch animated. a Pixar movie. Um, so we got those films, big fans. Uh, so this is how I met Roger. Oh yeah. I guess you guys put out the Bobo's, what was it? The, the Bobo's big, Bobo's big adventure. And he's yeah. like the villain in double dragon. So I was like yeah, always into him. Like, mm-hmm. remember when he comes out of the wall cave, like in, in yeah. double dragon, I was like, Oh shit, this dude made a game about that guy. Yeah. And so if you guys go to like I dash mockery.com, mm-hmm. uh, you guys will see like all the games and you guys are making games for adult swim now. Yeah, uh, we made one uh, called Bionic Chainsaw Pogo Gorilla. It's uh, about this gorilla who had his arms and legs sawed off by a mad scientist. So why not make him bionic? And, and yeah, so we gave him chainsaw arms and a pogo stick for legs, and he just goes to town on everyone. Is it's, it like an uh, infinite runner type hmm? game? It's a platformer, yeah. Oh, okay. Like it, you can just you know go through each level, but upgrade you have weapons your weapons, and stuff? Uh, upgrade your costumes, all Is that, that out? stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. You can play it on Adult Swim. Uh, if you go to imockery.com, uh, yeah, you can find uh, the link to it on mm-hmm. there or. What the hell do you get an idea like that? It's just a, I. Where do I get any of my ideas? I I just have weird crap floating around. But in the Adobe thing like out. lent itself. <laughs> like I always thought like like it would be cool to make a movie or make a game about like the un uh like like the um. Well, Bobo is he's like the, the unglorified yeah the yeah. unglorified characters in yeah. games like I, when I, I remember when I was a kid I was he like, was he wasn't even a boss he was a mini boss totally. in Double Dragon and he's just like this big oaf you know. With a giant guy who wants to bash people, and yeah, we decided to make him the hero by destroying every Nintendo character. Yeah, you're and you're running through assets of the other Nintendo games. Yeah, and I thought it was so much fun to like be like, oh, I'm in a cave from Zelda, I'm in a dungeon from Zelda, right. I'm, and now I'm now in this fighting game, I'm in Ninja Gaiden, like all this different stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what the hell did you do? How did you make that game? I'm a dummy. Keep in mind, uh, I don't. I can basically, over ten RSS years, uh, myself and uh, two other guys, uh, Nick and Pox, uh, they're the guys who work with yeah. me on these games primarily. Uh, uh, Jacob is also another guy who works on them. Uh, he's he work, he's the programmer for uh, the Buying Chainsaw Gorilla one. But Nick and Pox were the ones who worked with me on a Bobo, and yeah, it was just like this love letter to the Nintendo Entertainment System because I kind of thought that. You know, kids these days weren't necessarily getting to play those old games, and this uh-huh. would be like kind of a good way to introduce them all to it, but also just make people laugh. I just wanted to make a comedy game about I love this those games. ridiculously brute. Like that guy game, like Re- Retro City Rampage, I thought was yeah. a great game. Like I love that there's a culture of self-referential games. Yeah, and, and this now, is a, I, yeah. and I can't, I never would have imagined like there would be so many independent game developers. Like when I was a kid, no one was really doing that. But you couldn't nowadays. Uh, anyone can make games, and I love it. Uh, it's you know so what much though? Fun, right? In the Atari days, they did mm-hmm. make independent games, and that's that. It, oh, yeah. It's people like you that made Custer's Revenge. Like it's people like <laughs> you that ran rampant. Gods, yeah. brought, the gods gave us fire, and it was you that abused it, burned us all. Hey, don't blame me for Custer's. Revenge. I didn't do it. Come on. Uh, is it available on your iPhone? Like, uh, no, like no. Adventure. Uh, like, what does it no. take to get on the iPhone market or like the Android market? I don't know nothing. Uh, we haven't really. We're not. We haven't really pursued. Don't the, you think uh, the, those the, retro the games? Stuff. Don't you think those they, retro they games could, would yeah. lend themselves yeah. to it? I mean, like some. A, of, I'm sure some of them are. I just. I don't play phone games myself, so I. I guess that's why I, I never really. Yeah, I, I'm making a game for Steam. Uh, for, oh, you are? for Adult Swim, so that'll be out uh, probably later this year. Okay. So yeah. Do we have to yeah. vote on that for like the marketplace? Is that how that Steam works? Like, do we vote on it and stuff? Uh, no, this one will be. It's through Adult Swim, so it's definitely going to be on Steam. Uh-huh. Uh, and after that, uh, it might get ported to consoles and some other stuff. So it, we're excited about that because all the other games we've done 
up until uh, this point have been on Flash, and those you can just play for free in your browser. If you so. guys um if you guys are into video games, listen to Geekscape Games. It's our video game uh, show because they actually talk about Steam games quite a bit and. Oh, uh, that, great. that whole controversy, that dude who got like yanked from Steam, put on Steam. I, I, mm. I couldn't follow the story, but they were talking about There's it. There's drama, of course. and it was it was pretty crazy. Uh, you know, I guess in his need to garner favor, things went completely backwards. Is yeah. r- roughly what it is. Um, you just tell me how much time how much time we got left, Jake. Okay, uh, I don't know what that means. You had like a straw in your mouth. Well, yeah, I do. Uh, we are, Our show was supposed to be over a minute ago. Oh, oh, wow. Hmm. Um, well, guys, imockery.com is Jake's thing. Don't run the theme song quite yet uh, because I want to shout out to the Geekscapists. Um, guys, uh, there's a couple things I want to mention yeah. real quick. Jake Lopez, who was like 16 years old when he started writing for Geekscape, just graduated USC Film, which I went to see his graduation on Friday, and I got to tell you, I was crying. Uh, I wrote him his recommendation letter to USC because he was a writer for our site, writing Halo reviews in high school. And you got to tell—I got to tell you—over the last eight and a half years, how rewarding it is to see members of our community just go through major life things like that. And he graduated with his film degree, and I could not be prouder of Jake. And it's amazing. He did a lot of hard work, and I feel a little bit of pride for it. Um, and then also uh, Sarah Goodwin, who you guys remember from the forums as Diva Dog, and Chris Ellis now made Sarah, Sarah Ellis. They got married on Saturday, and our own Will uh, Kissler was the officiant, and there were a lot of Geekscapists there. Uh, I, It's crazy because Jake graduated on Friday, and on Saturday we have a wedding of two Geekscapists, and in the actual huh. like ceremony they're talking about meeting on Geekscape and part of their vows, and I'm like, like – I just had a very emotional weekend, and so I went and I started a new group on Facebook, which is a, a group just for us Geekscapists. You can look for it. It's Geekscape SoCal, and it's a meetup group where we can go see movies together and do picnics together and do a lot of things we did in the early days of Geekscape, but we kind of got away from. Let's bring the community back to the face-to-face. That's where we're going to find like our SDCC group. Not that you won't find it on Geekscape.net. We won't talk about it on our Twitter or on our Facebook. We will definitely talk about our San Diego Comic-Con meetups on there. But oh, some of those, some of that stuff, we've got to, we got to bring the face to face back to Geekscape. So I'm going to make a more concerted effort to do that. Um, Roger's got a booth at Comic Con. We'll yeah. be back at Comic Con at booth 3919. You can see yeah, both I'll, of us there. I'm in row 600. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, booth E10. Yeah, but row 600. You'll you'll find me. I might even have a giant Bobo standee. And, and then there will be a giveaway. Oh yeah. Uh, Roger bought a poster. Yeah. And we'll have a couple posters here. Uh, if you guys do it's one of our pixel posters, Holy just kind shit. of like emptying everything uh, out of my brain. This is gorgeous. Is yeah, this a gallery 1988? Uh, yeah, one of those uh, was at gallery 88. We'll also we're doing a new one uh, for Comic Con this summer. It's going to be like a sci-fi outer space themed one. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm can looking at this that? poster. You, can. you, you oh, can't. Yeah. You probably can't see it, but uh, know that these posters will. Uh, we're gonna do a giveaway. Yeah. If you go to my Twitter account, it's at i m o c k e r y. Uh, you can see the poster right on there. It's uh, the very first thing right at the top of the it's screen. It's probably. Well, it's yeah. one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen because the Jolly Green Giant is punching the uh, Sapa Marshmallow Man <laughs> in a battle underneath the guise of good Galact- underneath the gaze of Galactus. It is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, guys. We've got tons of Geekscape coming up, uh, so stick with us next week. Uh, check out imockery.com and um, Geekscapers. We love you. We'll see you next week. For Jake here at T-Radio V and myself. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us, and we'll uh, be at you next week. Thanks, Roger. Thank you.